Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm your host this week, Dan. Joining me, of course, is my lovely co-host, Pagan. Hello. And also the lovely Erica, a.k.a. Andawan. Andawan? How was it? Andawan. Andawan. I I know that. We were just talking about this. (laughs) I was like, he's so doing that on purpose. Okay. Andawan. Andawan. It was just a subtle poke at Nolan. I'm sorry. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the Replayer Podcast, everyone. How is everybody doing today? Good. Good. Well, welcome back, Erica. Glad to have you back on the show. Thank you. Uh, So, first of all, we don't have a retro replay this week. Um, No. (laughs) That's okay. We're still here. We're still talking. uh, All things video games, pop culture, and retro replay, you know. So to, to get us started, I just want to point out that, you know, we didn't get an episode this week, and it was a uh, quote to retro replay. They're at hard at work on something special for next week's episode. Um, so that's going to just something we can look forward to, and this week we'll just move on to our timely topics, and we can discuss those with our guest Erica today. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the big one that I wanted to discuss this week and I'm going to jump right into was the Dice Awards. They happened yesterday as of this recording. Um, Did you guys happen to watch the Dice Awards? I didn't watch it. I just saw the results. That's what I did too. Yeah, I saw the results. and I was like, look at all these fun games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hades like cleaned house. Yeah, so that's the big news. Oh yeah, everybody. Hades (laughs) crushed it. Hades crushed it. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Ghost too. It's incredible. And the one I was most happy about was the sports game of the year was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I was so happy. That's actually a great (laughs) shout. I think that um, Mm -hmm. something like Tony Hawk would win the sports game of the year because as soon as the category came up in the event, and I'm like. Uh, it's probably gonna be like FIFA or something because FIFA is yeah. generally considered one of the better sports games, as far as I know. But I'm like, it's gonna be something dumb. And then I saw Tony Hawk, and I'm like, oh, all right, that's surprising. <laughs> and yeah. funny story, I've actually met him a few times. Tony Hawk. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. So I grew up in California till I was like 12, and I went to elementary school with his son Riley. And so Tony would come all the time to pick up Riley from school. And a couple of times he actually brought Sean White with him. And I was like, I was like, you're "You're so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That is such a, like, how old were you? Yeah. I have no idea. I was young. (laughs) My brain went to mush when I saw Tony and Sean. Yeah. I was like, hi. And I had no idea till I was older, like how important they are. And I was like, what? Oh. 
So it's my biggest flex in life. <laughs> That's really cool. That's Great really cool. Story. So you went to elementary school with Tony's kid. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Cool. It was very nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. But you're not in California now, right? No, I'm in Utah now. Utah. Yeah. What brought you to Utah from California? So I w- I lived in California. I was 12. Then I lived in Texas till I was 19, almost 20. And then I moved to Utah because I'm Mormon LDS. <laughs> and I came out here to meet guys. What does what does LDS mean? So Latter Day Saints. So have you heard like Mormons? I was going to say like Mormon AF, like Mormon as fuck. <laughs> I- yeah uh no i don't like i mean i've heard the term loosely i don't actually quite understand what that is it's a it's a christian church essentially in a in a in a nutshell okay it's christian and went to utah to meet guys oh yeah to meet mormon all right please like what oh yeah so sharing the same religion and utah is where a vast majority of mormons live Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. All right, okay. Yeah. So I pretty much dated all the guys in my area, and I was like, "Nah, I don't like these guys." So I moved to Utah, and a year oh. later, I met my now husband, and it worked. Mm. Ah, so. well, so congratulations! Latter Day Saints <laughs> as you. well. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it was just—it was so nice, and we're actually coming up on our seven-year anniversary next month. Wow. wow wait you've been yeah. married for seven years yeah how old were you when you got married this is probably 21. a personal question it's okay wow. i was 21 <laughs> wow. i'm turning 28 on monday that's incredible yeah oh we'll have birthdays birthday. on monday oh thanks <laughs> yeah by the time this podcast comes out It'll, will your be birthday will have happened so yeah, yeah. Ooh, i'm one so, year closer to 30 Yay. shut up i am 30 this year <laughs> like so what? You can pipe down over there, Eric. <laughs> I'm as young as I look. Yeah, yeah. So 17? Yes. Let me shave nice. real quick. Hang on. What <laughs> side are you on, Erica? <laughs> like, God. Pagan, you look stunning as always. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, that's amazing. I didn't, I yeah. didn't realize. There you go. That's amazing. That's me. So if anybody out there is looking for some Mormon men. Mormon action. Yeah. Yeah. Mormon okay? LDS. Is that, is, that, is that what you guys call it? Hotties. Well, right, Mormon Utah. is like the slang term, oh. but we generally go by LDS because it, the, the entire name of the church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that's a mouthful. It's like saying shield, you know? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we had to narrow it down. So we typically go by LDS. Yeah. I see. But all of those all right. single LDS hotties are out in Utah. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Utah. So Utah's head on really out. Pretty. Head on out. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Speaking of mouthfuls, I was going to say the definition for the word dice, but I don't actually know what dice stands for. I just know that it's uh, the Dice Awards, which is run by the Academy of Interactive you Arts and know Sciences. This. Wait, you should know. What, what does this I did for? look it up. I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. I just know dice are fancy math rocks. The problem is when I hear dice, my brain instinctively goes to the production studio dice that makes battlefield. And I know that dice, the studio and dice, the awards are different things. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, I can do that too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can do it too. Uh, Dice. uh, 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 uh. I have two drawers full of dice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There it is. (gasps) 
they're so pretty. Super Thank you. Dice. My friend Tina got them for me, and I've never seen dice that has more accurately represented me as a person. Seriously, like, they're, they're perfect. Just so like they're sparkly and shit. They're adorable. Anyway, so we've effectively got distracted dice. by shiny things. I'm sorry, we've we got distracted <laughs> by shiny. It's Eric's fault. It is my Erica. fault. I'm very good at this. I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, I'm going to look up the <laughs> you, you the definition up. for this because you should know. But I just oh 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 I have it I have it. <clears throat> Sorry. So go ahead. I there was, was the say... Dice Awards and <laughs> Dice being the acronym for Design, Innovate, Communicate, Entertain. Yes, I did look that up. I forgot to note it. I apologize. I was That's more focused fine. on the agency Do that created than. it. <laughs> the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. Okay. Established in 1996, they recognize games, individuals, and development teams for their contributions and advancements in the entertainment software industry. I am better, Pagan. <laughs> Just because you're reading it off of Wikipedia right now, no, no, I have better, it noted. <laughs> I'm not googling. I don't have the Pagan Googles. Okay, that's fine. <sighs> anyways, I'll let you with it. It's fine. Anyways, <laughs> everyone, simmer down. <laughs> The Dice Awards happened yesterday. There's 23 categories um, with games being nominated. Of those nominations, we had, of course, The Last of Us Part Two, which was nominated for 11 awards and won two. Only two. Only two. two. Wow. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Half-Life Alex were also nominated for five. Hades was nominated for seven and won five, including Game of the Year, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah, they cleaned house. Um, on that note, were any of you guys surprised that like Hades and Ghost of Tsushima out won The Last of Us? Yeah, hundred percent. Given given the success at like the Baftas um, mm-hmm. and stuff of like that as well, I was just kind of like, and the Game Awards, I was like, ah, oh, surely they're going to take home a lot more than just two awards. And mm-hmm. but then Hades, I feel like was kind of like not an underdog, but like. The Dark Horse. Nobody kind of expected it to be taking control of awards ceremonies like that. But mm-hmm. talk. Fair was... play. I've actually never played it. I've seen a lot of it um, yeah. on like Twitch and, and things like that as well. Yeah. Um, and it looks like such a fantastic. Hades game. is great. And if you haven't yeah, played it, very well written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, yet I wasn't at the same time, um, just because of like the controversy between the last of us mm-hmm. and then i the part that surprised me the most was that hades oh dear oh hi is hey. <laughs> no my alarm was going off Hello. um was that it came out in 2018 technically yes in early access yeah so it's like started to, so it kind of started in 2018 and kind of just like gradually became this huge momentum and then it just like burst yeah mm-hmm. okay. so i was genuinely impressed about built up for that game Mm -hmm. for those who haven't played hades like the writing in it is just so fantastic like the writing alone on top of the gameplay being great and the animations and the artwork are is stunning in that game but the writing is like that's what keeps you going because the writing is so freaking good and it's so smart because it's a roguelite game for those who might not know like the style of the game where it's this like fight die repeat process and in most roguelites there's very little progression but this hades has just done it so smartly where when you die the game acknowledges it every time 
so you'll die and when you come back there's always a character right there like so you died again huh sucks you suck basically and it's like okay like and it's every time it doesn't miss a beat dang that's pretty cool it's brilliant yeah it's pretty cool i watched a couple of friends play it on twitch so that was that was a lot of fun to kind of actually see the gameplay without having done it myself Mm -hmm. i have it it was on sale on on steam at one point for like 15 euro or something like that like it had dropped down in price and i was like well nice i've heard a lot of great things about this this is before it won any awards i was like i've heard a lot of great things about it i'm just gonna add it to my library so i do Mm -hmm. i have it i just haven't had the chance to play it yet so i'm very excited to get get to that the dice awards definitely made me happy because uh for anyone who knows me like i was more of a a stalwart i guess for ghost of tsushima like i think that game is actually breathtaking and beautiful and it it, mm-hmm. it did it got some of the more prestigious awards i think for like outstanding uh yep. the audio design yeah it got original music composition and audio design yeah Both oh yeah them. that's right uh it got best adventure game of the year or most like uh yeah adventure game, game of the year game of the game year. direction like it's incredible yeah for it to beat out last of us in those departments i thought was yeah uh, pretty impressive and it's not yeah. like the last of us hasn't gotten awards it's not like it hasn't gotten recognition so i think it's great that these other games are also getting recognition mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean Started. honestly i think like uh what did the last of us win outstanding achievement in animation uh outstanding um, achievement in story and mm-hmm. in story okay well that's that's fair and th- yeah yeah that, Very that seems accurate. That. i just i think like for for hades to take home like the most prestigious awards so game of the year game direction game design mm-hmm. action game of the year like that's a lot like it's just really like it, it in the yeah. big main categories and i guess a lot of people would be like oh i wonder which one won this category it's mm-hmm. usually those ones right it's, it's the mm-hmm. same with the oscars same with the baftas golden globes everything so um yeah that that's incredible they've they really did well yeah they did so well some other ones to shout out on this list too are um, the outstanding achievement in character, which went to Miles Morales. Which so cool! That was such yeah, a good that's, game. That's epic. I think uh, so I haven't played Miles Morales yet, but I know enough about the first game and what's happening in the second game to understand. Yeah. Like that's incredible. That yeah. Miles Morales, like so that happy. alone, makes me think. Okay, it's it's time. I gotta <laughs> I gotta actually play this game. It was just so interesting because Abby has won out a lot. Like um, Laura Bailey's mm. performance as Abby has oh, won yeah. out in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as just like outstanding achievement in character. And the, uh, I just think Miles is such a perfect a perfect character for that game. And to bring in like, I don't know, just like a diversity, um, mm. comedy. Like he's just the perfect new Spider-Man, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Miles Morales' character is really well done in that game. Highly recommend going going to play. It. Oh yeah, it's, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other one I want to shout out here too is um, Half Life Alex, because it won both immersive reality oh, yeah. technical achievement and immersive reality game of the year. So Half Life Alex basically won VR game of the year essentially. Yes. Um, and that's another game that I think, if more people had a VR headset or access to one, it would have gotten a lot more recognition. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, Alex, the, the title character in that game, is voiced by Meryl Dandridge. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's another cool. big, uh, like, I don't know the wording I want to use as far as just, like, the diversity 
portfolio of like what it means to have different types of characters in games and watching gameplay of half-life alex is like okay i need to get a freaking vr headset so i can play this game because i've been kind of like dismissing vr for a while but it's starting to become more and more of a a viable option Mm -hmm. yeah it's been fun Uh, i watched jacksepticeye play half-life alex when i think they came out with the demo or something like that and Mm. he played it and i was like dude this looks so good yeah i was very impressed just like the picking up of the objects the actual shooting and moving around i was super impressed yeah Mm -hmm. it looks incredible I actually have Half-Life Alex too, and I haven't been able to play it because I don't have a headset. <laughs> oh, no way. We got to get a headset. Yeah. Do it. And it's funny because I didn't know Let's I had it. it until I looked at my Steam library one day and I saw Half-Life Alex sitting in my library and I'm like, how? <laughs> and then I remembered I have um, a while back, I got awarded this uh, Steam Pass thing that Ooh. gave me access to like every Valve game. And at the oh, time, cool. this was back in like 2015. So my Steam library, I got every valve game ever was added to my library and i'm like this is awesome sweet awesome but it works proactively so i got half-life alex too what oh i was like that's "That's dope what (laughs) that is awesome oh my gosh yeah i thought that was uh that was crazy so i was like shit now i gotta get a headset (laughs) so i can play this game Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and no surprise i think on this list uh family game of the year went to who do you think Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> right? It was, it, yeah. No, it, it was Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I was, it's so cute. It is such a good game. I played it for, I am not sure I want to look at how many hours I played. <laughs> Go onto your Switch right now and look at your game list and then see where it says how many hours you've put into the game. I've probably only oh, got like find three it. hours into that game. Because I, like, I think I, at the time I just wasn't in, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to check the hype about this game and I'm going to play it. And yeah. then I just kind of fell off the wagon. I was like, nah, I mm-hmm. don't like this anymore. I think this is kind of boring. I'm and recently, saying... I've just gotten back into it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start again. And it's so <gasps> cute. I love I should it. take okay. you to my island. Yes. I island love to visit. Your island. Yes. Yes, please. Um, yeah, it's so cute. I, I think it's a really great game. I will say, though, great shout to Fall Guys, obviously. Great game. Yeah. And Astro's Playroom oh my gosh that was such a good game like it's so great but at the same time like astro's playroom really is what like playstation 5 exclusive Mm -hmm. because it's trying to show you the demo of like the game so i'm kind of like well like it's just such a small category of people playing that right now because the playstation 5 is quite limited to try and get your hands on um so i'm glad that it was nominated though because that game is just so cute and Mm -hmm. so well put together the references in there are just it's such so a small good. category of people to play it right now. Um, yeah. But I'm glad Animal Crossing won out, honestly. Me too. That helped, a, that helped a lot of people through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. Yeah, a lot of oh, people yeah. attribute that a lot of the success of that game was kind of because of the pandemic. pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I need to actually commit to trying to play that game. I've played it a bit. I've put maybe five to ten hours into it. Um, but every time I think about playing Animal Crossing, I end up just playing Stardew Valley. I need to get back yeah, into that. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Stardew Valley is um, great. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got it on Switch. I have it on PC, but I am so tempted to also get this on Switch. I have it on it's, Switch and Xbox. <laughs> it's so nice. addictive. Like it is so addictive to play mm-hmm. that I'm like, I just want to continue playing this away from the office. So mm-hmm. I'm yes. like, ah, oh, I really need to get this on Switch. <laughs> like I really need to just pick it up on Switch. Yeah. Oh, I, I looked. 
I looked at a previous chat with a friend talking about the hours we've played in Animal Crossing. Um, and? Guess. Just 32. I guess. Is that a really stupid 80. number? Oh, that's way... Oh. 117. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, my guess is way under. I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, <laughs> you underestimate my gaming obsession. I, I underestimate, <laughs> you underestimate my power. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize completely for like, underestimating. <laughs> yeah, I can that's, see that's that. I can see how you would. Yeah, I can see how you would spend them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. That makes sense to me. Gotta build the relationships mm-hmm. with yep. your villagers because you gotta get their photos. And I pu- I've put their photos. Once you reach like the maximum level of oops friendship, you get their photos. And I've put them all over in my like house's laundry room, so I have a bunch of pictures of like the islanders that I actually like. They have come. There are some <laughs> that are just freaking creepy, like the clown goat. Oh my I'm god! What? Make Nolan play it. <laughs> oh. Anything with a clown, honestly, I'm like make mm. Nolan play it. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> that April Fool's I'm episode was hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad you liked it though. That was, that was, that was your totally brainchild, right? That was, was my really? brainchild. Yeah. Dude, outstanding. Thank you. Because Thank it you. sounded legit. Because it was like, right. yeah, I can see this actually happening. And so well, I totally bought into it till the end. And I was like, gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, it could it could be reasonable like it's not completely unreasonable that that would yeah. be a thing because clowns are big and also like it's not particularly just clown like you could do anything with mime with slapstick with like Buster yeah. Keaton Charlie Chaplin like you could see I could see the vision oh, yeah. of this movie that Warner Brothers were going to make <laughs> and then I just threw in names that I thought would be hilarious and I knew that Nolan could do impressions of. And then Meryl Streep, obviously, because it was the only woman Brilliant. that I was like, actually, I think if she's on board, this is going to like get them, like you're going to hook them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I really enjoyed the reaction me. when they found out that was not true. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. That oh, was my a good, God. Was, just being like, moment. what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I just like, I like Nolan's face as well when he found out. And he's like, wait, are you really joking? Like, this is smile on his face was like, are, did you, you really had me? And I was like, oh, that's adorable. Oh. I'm, I'm glad that that worked so well. And I, I was anxious for like two weeks being like, how did it go? And he's like, yeah, very well. Like, Drew was just like, yeah, yeah, it, went, it yeah. went well. I was like, okay, I guess I'll see. <laughs> wait till um, it airs. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And then right. like people in chat as well were so duped as well. Like, oh, yeah. I, was, I wasn't typing, purposely not typing during that whole story while they were saying it. And uh, everyone in the chat was like, wait, really? Oh, my God. That sounds like a fucking weird movie. Like, oh, my gosh. Stuff. And I was like, hee, I couldn't be in the chat that day. So I'm so sad I missed it. Uh, oh, there's a lot of people duped by it because as soon as uh, it was like revealed, the whole chat blew up with, oh, you had me. <laughs> Payin. Yes. Yeah. She's strong. Yeah, that was us. We made that up. That was hilarious. Let's see. Yeah, it was a good time. I also love that Microsoft Flight Simulator won a game. For strategies in game of the year. Oh, do they yeah. really strategy game of the year? I thought that was great. Uh, a technical achievement too, I believe. I mean, Did it really? Let's see. Isn't it supposed to be incredibly? Or am I mistaken? Like, it, I might could be wrong, but it did win the flight accurate? simulator, the flight or the sim game of the year. Yeah, 
something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be quite quite accurate or something. So, yeah, mm-hmm. props to them. That that really made the rounds on YouTube gaming yeah. for a while. I've got to say, and Jacksepticeye played that quite a few mm-hmm. times. Um, quite another like a few other streamers also played it. And I was like, this is the oddest game. I tried yeah. playing it a couple of times, and I just immediately kept crashing before I even got off the runway. I would be so frustrated and I would absolutely rage quit. That's yeah. why sometimes Same. I watch other people play. I was yeah. really excited to play it. And then oh. I was like, I can't get the plane off the ground. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, I would I would outright suck at that game. Yeah. Don't even need to pick it up and know. I just know that I would suck at that game. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah. the other big thing that I wanted to talk about and bring up to discuss on this podcast today for the Dice Awards, um, it was hosted by Greg Miller and Jessica Chobot, who have been the host of the Dice Award for the last four years. Mm-hmm. But this year, they also had the added uh, guest host of Khalif Adams, who is the host of the Spawn on Me podcast. Um, and he also conducted and ran numerous uh, panels that happened over the course of the Dice Award. So if you watch it live, uh, whenever they talk about a certain category uh, of award, it would usually cut to a panel where Khalif was kind of hosting a panel, talking to different people from the different developers who were nominated, having back and forth discussions about you know what efforts they put in, the hard work that they had to do, acknowledging other people's accomplishments. Um, and then it would ultimately end with him awarding the award to whoever won in. And I wanted to talk about Khalif Adams a little bit because like last week, we talked about women in esports and gaming. Um, I wanted to talk about Khalif because I feel like he is in the running for um, kind of having similar strides in diversity within the culture of games, media, journalism, uh, podcasting, And I say this fully acknowledging that we are a panel of white people here talking about a colored person, but I want to stress that how much this means to me and I would hope it means to anyone else of how uh, special that is that this man has had kind of like an, uh, like an astronomical rise in presence over the last couple of years. Um, So I wanted to throw it out to you guys. I know Pagan, you know, Khalif through cloud nine, um, I don't know him. <laughs> right, like, you know whoa, of whoa, him. Whoa, I mean, whoa, you know of misguided. Him. Yeah, let me just let me give him a call real quick. No, no, yeah, yeah. I I know of him um, through Cloud 9s podcast, Presence of mm-hmm. Mind. I think it's on every two weeks or something with uh, Greg Miller yes. and Alana Pierce as well. And this is a really interesting podcast because a lot of the time they're talking about um, like mental health and gaming, and mm-hmm. I think the most recent one was trolling and gaming and stuff. And it's just an incredibly interesting podcast with completely diverse opinions and then it is live with a chat and everything so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um yeah i think what he's doing for um like people of color in the industry as well because he's his his um podcast that you mentioned spawn on me right. is you know just to spotlight people of color in the games industry mm-hmm. that's incredible and i think it's so needed like right. it is 100%. so needed and so mm-hmm. necessary to have um showcasing people of color having more diversity throughout the industry because it's just necessary and i don't see why it shouldn't have been like this all along yeah yeah but unfortunately the world is a perfect place so um yeah and i think like i I don't know i think it touches me more like growing growing up in south africa and being um surrounded by so many cultures and so many people who are so diverse and then Mm -hmm. coming to ireland where that diversity has 
whittled down <laughs> to white people, either Eastern European or just Irish. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like in South Africa, we have a lot of cultures and we have Portuguese and we have Zulu and then we have different um, factions of culture within like the East of Africa that they would all kind of come down to South Africa. It just like, I just think it's really necessary to highlight diversity and culture mm-hmm. because we're human and that's human experience to interact with each other and learn from each other about yeah. who we are and, and where we come from and also to be treated the same because we are all human. <laughs> so we, yeah, I think, I think what Khalif is doing is, is mm-hmm. fantastic, honestly. And, yeah. and, and I've recently learned about him too because of the Dice Awards. I wasn't aware of him till then. And so I have like a bunch of tabs pulled up about him because he seems like the coolest dude to have a conversation with. And I am so ready to start listening to his podcast mm-hmm. because it sounds incredible. Just like, even just from the titles alone for Spawn on Me, just, I'm just like, oh, I want to listen Ooh. to that. <laughs> like, yeah. no Sony soup for you, stuff like that. <laughs> and I i had recently gotten into watching this uh, travel vloggers, Kara and Nate, and they went... They, they went to over, like, they went to a hundred com- companies, countries, and <laughs> the immense cultures and everywhere that they went is so absolutely fascinating that it, that it boggles my mind that the world in general doesn't want to know that kind of stuff or mm. like wants to accept it because it is absolutely beautiful. And it just like, it absolutely breaks my heart because it's like, um I don't I don't remember where they went but they were uh they had gone somewhere where the majority were um I think it was actually in Africa and they didn't speak the language they they just kind of had to just figure things out and the kindness that those people showed just these small tourists like inspires me to be a better person I'm like why does the world mm. not want this kind of stuff it's makes me sad Mm -hmm. but also i'm really happy that he is making these kinds of strides Mm -hmm. so then people like myself can learn more and that's exactly what it's about i can easily say that uh i find khalif to be a personal inspiration to myself uh not only as a podcaster but as a journalist too because he is doing essentially what I hope to do and achieve myself, you know, and uh, he's got this podcast that he started on his own. He's, you know, personally funded it. He's been working on it out of pot, uh, pocket, not too dissimilar to what Pagan and I have done with this podcast here. Yeah. Um, so I, I look at what he's done and what he's accomplished over the last six years since he started Spawn on Me. And it's just, it fills me with inspiration and hope and not only in general, but because of the diversity factor that we need this as a culture, as a a civilization, you know, (laughs) for people to become more accustomed to this. And I will say too, that my own personal background was, I grew up in a small town in the middle of New York that was predominantly white people, you know, much like you talked about in Ireland, they're pagan. Literally, um, it's it's so bad here in Ireland. I mean, it's not like terrible, especially if yeah. you go into cities, like you will see more diversity and people of color. Mm-hmm. But in small town Ireland, like you just don't. And it's not that like 
they're unwelcoming to it. I think it's just because we're a really fucking small country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody wants to come here. <laughs> um, no, but like it's such a stark difference from yeah. South Africa. The the other point I was going to make there too is the 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 process that I went through growing up in that small town in New York was I was surrounded by a lot of stereotypes. Well, not stereotypes, but stereotype people like people who believed in stereotypes and people who were very racist or had these strong opinions about people I had never met or experienced or seen. And then I went into the military and I was I didn't know that. thrown right into, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of, it happens like every other week on this podcast. I know. <laughs> every other week. So everyone out there, I was in the military. I served in the U.S. Navy uh, nice. from 2005 to 2009. Don't think of how old I am. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about how old I am. <laughs> But I went from living in a small town, rural, you know, part of a state that, you know, it was all white people. We had our, like, I think one token black guy. And uh, then I got thrown into the 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 mixing pot that is the military. Mm-hmm. And then I traveled. I went all over the world. I went to um, a lot of like the Pacific, you know, like I've been to countries all over the world and I've experienced all these different cultures and I got to meet and know people firsthand. And all I could think is like, everybody's wrong. Mm -hmm. All these people I grew up with and lived with and told me how life was were wrong. And that's just that in itself is wrong. (laughs) So yeah, it, it, it makes me happy to see this kind of progression Mm-hmm. And I, I only hope to help fix things myself as much as I can, you know, and the, yeah. it, especially when we're in a time of, I don't want to be, I'm the man, you know, like I am literally the man. <laughs> yeah. I am a white male living in America and I want to do better, yeah. you know? So that's why this means a lot to me. And I worked in a public school district with underprivileged children. And I had to tell kids that too. Like I might look like the man, but I'm honestly here to help you. I want to make you better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really interesting for me on my side. I have three adopted black cousins Mm. and watching all this stuff go around in the world and things that they've posted and their experience breaks my heart even more because I've known them pretty much their whole lives and being able to see people like Khalif getting out there, putting out all of this fantastic content that I'm about to go and binge the crap out of. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. And like even directing them to some of these people and being like, like, Hey, these guys do video games. You should get into video games, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I, all I want is to see my cousins happy and not afraid and Mm -hmm. so I try like even just as a white person in general it's hard to understand them Mm. and you know because like I sometimes I'll go to them myself and say what do you what what would you like me to do because I don't want to assume you know and and make things worse and they're they're just so kind and just like be supportive of us. And I'm like, I can so easily do that because in my, in my brain, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around racism because yeah. it is the stupidest thing 
I have ever heard Mm -hmm. because all it is, is assumptions of people you've probably never met exactly. Like, like Dan was talking about, like meeting all these people. It's like, Oh, they're all wrong. It's like, that's exactly what it is. Those people are all wrong. These people are people. They're our brothers and our sisters and we're going to support them every step of the way. I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> As I feel we all are. I think here. we all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, you're right. I think like it was incredible to see Khalif um, uh, host, uh, oh, well, I guess guest host on uh, the Dice Awards and, uh, yeah. and and share panels and stuff like that. That was, it's just, yeah, it's just really important, I guess, to see people of color in and around games media because it's necessary. Diversity is needed. They deserve to be there. Um, they deserve to be there. Everybody. Exactly. Everybody deserves to be there, no matter who you are. No matter who. Gaming you are. is like, fun. I feel like we're gonna end in a group hug. Like, yeah. like everybody, group hug. Everybody, get in. Oh, that yes. would be nice. Uh, so no, but uh, no, it was it was really interesting, and he's a very insightful person. So. Yeah. Shout out again to Khalif Adams and everything that he's done over the last few years, and um, I'm. I only wish I could have found you sooner, dude. <laughs> like, Seriously. if you happen to listen to this, Khalif, um, <laughs> your podcast is very inspiring. I've been listening to it the last couple of weeks, and I, I find it shocking just how much I uh, kind of like attune with it, for lack of a better term, at the moment. Like, it just it 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 sits with me right, you know, as a as a person, as a gamer. And I think that speaks a lot for what he's doing because, you know, like you said, it's a podcast that's, it's about highlighting black people within the industry, but I can listen to it and just think this is perfect, you know, and uh, I appreciate everything that's being talked about or discussed. And Khalif just sounds like such a cool dude. I would love to just hang out with him and play some Mortal Kombat or sometime with him because I know he likes playing Mortal Kombat. (laughs) That would be so fun. Yeah. I'd watch that live stream. I've also been catching him on um, <laughs> IGN's Unlocked podcast, and I'm right there with him and everything every time they're talking about stuff on that podcast. So keep up the good work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Woo. All right. Uh, <laughs> why don't we uh, move on to some retro replay chat this week? Uh, we don't have the show to talk about, but we did have a trailer talk uh, where Pagan and crew, yes, Pagan, <laughs> watched the Suicide <laughs> Squad trailer, the new James Gunn Suicide Squad, which uh, that was good. I enjoyed that that trailer talk. Um, that was great. Good. <laughs> I say that because I don't enjoy all trailer talks, but... That one's oh, a good one. whoa. <laughs> Hold on. It's okay. well, known. Hold up. Hold it's well up. known that I did not, I was not a fan of the Godzilla versus Kong one. So, <laughs> okay. No, that's fair. Oh, that's true. You warned me about that one before it happened. I actually did. I I, <laughs> I mentioned it to you before we even went on there. I was like, listen, buddy. It's, it's, it's going <laughs> to be a rough one for you. <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not going to be good. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. So, I definitely want to get into that one a little bit. I think that was a great trailer talk. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's go over to Erica and ask her how you like that. Yeah. So I actually already tweeted about this, but I, so watching Pagan and Stephanie just 
<laughs> let loose their DC talk. I'm excited for this movie. Well, and I like that it's kind of like um like somebody quoted it as like a it's like a mix of a gritty 1970s war movie combined with like you know like James Gunn's writing. Two moments that did get me that were like, oh, that's cool, which is the first one um, when Harley's like, I could just go back in. You guys could save me then. It's like, oh, because Harley's just like, oh, I just love Harley Quinn. Like, <laughs> absolutely inspired me because I'm the same way when it comes to Marvel. So I tweeted out, I was like, I, I need a segment of Pagan and Stephanie just talking about DC, like their favorite stuff and their favorite comics, like anything. I would love to hear that because... When it take, comes to take like, note of that when we bring stuff back on, right? Pagan. yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll, yeah. It was awesome because I love it when the trailer talks turn into passion, especially when PJ goes into like some of these. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't call them tangents, but that seems to be the best word I can think of when he just spews facts mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff, and I just sit there like, like, like hands on my chin, <laughs> just like, oh my gosh, tell me more because it's so interesting, and I learn something new every time. Yeah. And I'm his, just straight up excited for Suicide Squad. The, his sharing about the um, the production schedule that yeah. Suicide Squad faced was fascinating. That was intense, and that his his the Godfather to his children <laughs> is Nathan Fillion. I yeah, like, it's so cool. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I know, right? Hi, kitty. That's so cool. That oh, was fantastic. Kitty. Yes, my kitty is running around. Yeah. What did you think, Dan? <laughs> Uh, well, are we talking about the trailer talk or the trailer itself? Well, the trailer. Well, oh, yeah, either way. Uh, I, well, I'll, I'll start with that. I'll start with Whatever the trailer then. I will say I watched the trailer for Suicide Squad, and it definitely made me, as a non DC movie fan, think, mm-hmm. ooh, this one's got my attention. Yes. Because, of course, it's James Gunn his signature style. Like, it just oozes yeah. James Gunn throughout the entire trailer. He's and so brilliant. I, I love James Gunn. I've been a fan of his since Slither. Um, God, that was so creepy. Such a crazy movie. Nathan Fillion also. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? He's in <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah. He stars oh, yeah. in that. So cool. It's a great movie. You should check it out. It's gross, but it's great. I <laughs> won't. I've seen the cover, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. Thanks. I'll pass. Um, and <laughs> then, like, Five minutes. Was it um, PJ or Drew that said that every James Gunn movie has the, the one actor in it, the... I forget his name off the top of my head now. He played... Is it uh, his brother? Yandu in oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. oh, fudge. What is his name? I... You want to Google it real that? quick? Every, every James Gunn movie has He one? was in Slither. I, it just now clicked in my brain. He was in Slither. And he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Michael Rooker. That's it. That's Michael the same. Michael Rooker. And I, I was not know insane. that. And he's like, in obviously, I know Sean Gunn's Squad. in it. He's fucking hilarious. Ah, I love Sean so Gunn. good. Yeah. Just... Yes, he does the we body stand. doubling for Rocket. Mm. Marvel movies. So funny, like yeah, so funny. I just, yeah, I love Sean Gunn. I like him from the Gilmore Girls days. Kurt. <gasps> right? Yeah, I forgot <laughs> so about that. For, for Kurt, yeah. Just the fact that he was in that. Yeah, he's a great character in that because he started as a walk-on. Mm-hmm. He started as like a walk-on part that was like, "Hi, we're delivering like." Uh, satellite tv to your house because your mom paid for it and he had a different name i think it has like a name like nick or something and then a couple episodes later like they obviously loved him so much and they wrote him into the show and his name's kurt and he's just really oddball character that like tries different jobs or whatever it's just i've only ever watched random episodes of that show with varying relationships and i've never really paid attention to it and there's always something about the way the the show was filmed that made me 
annoyed because throughout every episode of the Gilmore Girls, the characters always keep talking. There's never breaks. There's never yes! pauses. And that drives me crazy. I don't mind that because I don't like silence, but Adam hates it. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. It yeah, drives Adam, me crazy. If I was watching it, Adam would be like, I can't like, just be in Nobody the same talks like here. this. There's never yeah. constant dialogue at all yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> No one is I, that articulate. Yeah, <laughs> right. Everybody I, always has a response to anything that everyone says at any given time. Yeah. Like, no one is that quick-witted. Well, some people. Nolan is. Anyways, some people. That Nolan being is. Said, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, James Gunn, I think, is a, an amazing director, and I am very excited for Suicide Squad. I think it definitely fits in my niche of what I want from a movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it takes the DC franchise that I'm not as familiar with, much like Guardians of the Galaxy, and brings it kind of into my limelight to check it out. And then to, to the trailer talk, I already said that, like, that story that PJ shared was, you know, phenomenal. And uh, I latched onto that pretty hard, and I was like, this is great, like, insight and background. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, and then even, like, Nolan was saying that just it hooked him. Like, he doesn't know anything about these characters, but it just looks... Like it fits in his wheelhouse. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it so does. Yeah. It definitely has like Nolan's sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. The bag of dicks joke, especially. Yeah. And I think that was a great version for this movie uh, that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the smartest thing they can do. And I think, I think that's almost been DC's problem. And some of the newer DC movies seem to lean away from that more so. Mm-hmm. They don't take themselves too seriously. And that's yeah. what makes the Marvel movies really good, too, is because they have that healthy mix of drama and action slipped in with a little bit of humor. Mm-hmm. And that's what really makes it work, amongst other things. But that's a big part of it. I feel like, and I've said this in the, in the show, like, sometimes the humor does fall flat because it does feel very, oh. like, generalized. And it's just kind of, like... Sometimes, especially with Marvel, Marvel do this as well, where they're like, they'll insert too many jokes and you're like, oh, you should have cut back at least two or three jokes and that moment would have been amazing. Like, yeah, yeah that I've kind of thing. i never felt like, that way with me. Marvel movies, though. It depends on the movie. Like, it depends on the movie. Sometimes they do it with, like, Thor movies and stuff. And, like, uh, well, that's Thor, just it. Is the first two the Thor movies were really dry. Yeah. It was yeah. only until Ragnarok where Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, thank Taika you. Yeah. Um, he's the one that kind of said, you know, just, go with it and have fun mm-hmm. and a lot of the lines in Ragnarok were ad-libbed I think oh yeah, yeah. so and that's, that's and that's like I really enjoy that humor I Ragnarok, but I do though, also think that, that like, it does yeah it does contrast a little bit I guess this um, is just American humor that I love Ragnarok for the reason Ragnarok was so good I just finished <laughs> I just finished my entire watch through of the MCU universe again mm. and yes. I'm just gonna throw this out there Thor Dark World was not as bad as I remembered. Same. I it was went to... not that bad. Mm-hmm. I actually like Dark World. Yeah, I did too. I, w- I finished watching it and I was like, that was pretty good. It's all right. Like all of them are great. Like, yeah, you can find faults with everything. I'm oh, sure. For sure. Like they are good. Um, but yeah, I just feel like say like the bag of dicks jokes with like Peacemaker and everything on the beach. I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, sigh. Like I, I didn't care See, for now, that joke, in, I, but like it just doesn't land with me. I'm like, okay. I feel like that joke. I, I assumed like you watching that trailer, Pagan. I assumed you would like erupted in laughter at that point. No, oh my gosh! But I've no, watched you laugh so at stupider, flat. dirtier jokes than that. <laughs> See, for <laughs> me, the delivery. I don't know. It was something. I like, think I that don't know. brings home your point of like a joke that lasts too long 
because like at first it was pretty hilarious. I was like, you know, good, good hearty chuckle. And then, and then it kept going. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, I see. That's the thing. I think maybe that's just what the characters. Now look, maybe in yeah. context and the whole thing in the film, maybe it'll be like oh, yeah. building up to a really tense moment. And then that moment will be like a nice comic relief. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah. The only kind of moments that I did like, as I said in the show, was the Andrew's elbow moment where he was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> that is so like, it's also British humor as well. And I thought yeah. that that's oh, great. British humor is my most favorite. Yeah. And Harley Quinn. Like, just, come on. So good. Come on. Like, hmm. I-, I fucking love Harley Quinn. I think she's just great. I love the way she is. I love who she Who's is. the kitty again? Kitty cam. Kitty. <laughs> She's walking around meowing at me because she doesn't like it when I talk. She's adorable. Uh, What's her name? She's telling you to shut up. <laughs> her her full name is Valerie, but her name's Val. Well, Valerie, welcome to the show. Oh my god, she said hello. She's like, you're talking. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm about to make best friends with your cat. <laughs> Dude, thank you so be much for being friend. your special guest today, Val. Thanks, Val. You're it's such been a, a good pleasure girl. to have you. <laughs> Um, your insights that's, yeah that's what she thinks about james gunn's suicide squad yeah but speaking of taika watiti he is listed on the imdb and uh there's no character besides his name so <gasps> rumor has it that he's potentially going to voice Starro. oh my gosh that would be incredible potentially i don't know but that would be pretty cool that would be i i hilarious i love his movies um oh, the yeah. is it the wilder people have you seen that movie? Oh, Hunt no, for no, the no. It, or yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. I just watched that. That was brilliant. That. that is a brilliant movie. Please so go good. watch it. Yeah. If nobody's ever seen that, Taika Waititi wrote that film. So and it's just, it's and, just incredible. And it was so funny because my mom and I uh, really like Australian and New Zealand films because we really enjoy the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so like The Castle and Muriel's Wedding and stuff. Muriel's Wedding. Um <laughs> Uh, so we really love all that kind of stuff. So as soon as I watched The Wilder People, um, I actually t- sent my mom a text and I was like, you have to download this movie. You have to download it and watch it. And tell me what you think because it is so, so good. good. <laughs> it um, was it was yeah. fun too watching like the different people that Taika brings in because it was the the lady who was the um, the like child protective services lady. Oh, yes. was in uh thor ragnarok she was like the second hand to the grandmaster yeah she, he mm. he, oh, uses, I... he uses a lot of he reuses oh, characters oh my gosh same really with James brilliant yeah. um yeah it's great i don't know i like this like the particular movie looks really interesting and i'm excited that tyke is also listed on the cast not yeah. knowing who the character is just yet could be star interesting could be <laughs> that would be so great um, yeah it looks like a good movie <sighs> I had another uh, little uh, tidbit tidbit on James Gunn that I wanted to discuss here because we were talking about like his involvement and some of the things that he's done. Uh, He also co-wrote and made a video game called Lollipop Chainsaw. If you've never heard of this game, it's fucking bananas. Uh, I've got a little uh, snippet here about the game. It It came out in, I think, 2012. It was uh, developed by Suda51, who is a legendary game designer, um it's a comedy uh, horror action hack and slash video game developed by grasshopper manufacturers and came out on the playstation 3 and xbox 360 
Um, and it uh, starred Tara Strong as the lead character. And if you want to see it, here it is right here. The Boom. lead character. It, yes. on, oh my God, you have it. Oh, That's of course incredible. I have this game. Of course you have this game. She even kind of looks like Harley in a yes. way. You know, like yes. the pigtails. That was one of the reasons the I wanted to mention this is she's very that? Harley Quinn. She's very Harley Quinn. Very. Why does she have a head on the back of her skirt? That's her boyfriend. Um, ah, so uh-huh. her in the the plot in the game is her boyfriend is about to meet her parents and then a zombie apocalypse breaks out and right. uh he dies he gets turned into a zombie but to save him she cuts off his head and somehow preserves it and keeps it alive so his head keeps talking to her you while you play the game he's the original savior um so yeah it's bonkers <laughs> suda 51 is bonkers james gunn is bonkers so it's a yes. perfect match. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. And it, it's very Harley Quinn vibe. The whole, yeah. like, I'm looking at screenshots and everything. It's so Me Harley too. Quinn. So that's clearly an influence there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if Tarshawn's involved, you know it is. Yeah. It's basically um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with zombies and just James Gunn writing it. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Clever. Yeah, it's, yeah it looks interesting. Awesome. I didn't know he wrote a game. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Dang, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, it was like when the, I heard that James Gunn was attached to it. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta check this game out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're obligated. Pretty much. All right. Before we close out the show, we just want to do our uh, weekly website article shout out. Uh, the website for RetroReplayShow.com features articles written by replayers. They are uh, volunteer contributors for the website. Um and this week, we're going to be talking about an article called Missed Gems in Gaming Singularity by the Jen Miller, friend of the show. Uh, Jen talks about the shooter game that was le- released in 2010 and uh, that you may have missed this game. And uh, maybe it's a classic that you feel got overlooked if you ever played it yourself. Um, this, she goes into some good detail about you know, what the game was, what, the concept, the story, you know, why it was worth checking out and uh, why you might want to go back and check out this game that's now 11 years old. Interesting. I've never played that game. I hadn't either. Yeah. So I started yeah. reading the article and like the one of the first things that she quotes is like, not a spoiler, time travel. And I was like, ooh, yeah. this piques <laughs> my interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This was one of those games that I remember um, I was working at GameStop at the time when this game came out. And I remember seeing that game and thinking, oh, that looks really cool. And I like the developer Ravensoft. So I was like, one of these days I'll check it out because, you know, when you work at GameStop, you're able to like borrow games essentially. So you can play them and get experience with them. So you're able to talk about them. And I did that with numerous games over the time that I was there. And I think I did check this game out and I played maybe the first level and it didn't grab me right away, but it is probably because I was just distracted by too many games. And this was also the time when a lot of like clone shooters came out around the same time. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of crap essentially that came out. But after reading her article, I'm like, I might want to give this one another look. So yeah, it's interesting. It really interesting. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out now me too yeah and if you uh just want to hear about that game go read uh jen's article on the website at retroreplayshow.com boom bam bam, bam. bam. <laughs> all right folks that's gonna wrap it up for us today the uh closing of the replayer podcast uh before we go erica do you have anything you want to share or just uh tell people where they can find you i do so i i am a part of two 
TTRPG uh, stuff. I guess stuff. <laughs> stuff. Media. So, yeah. Yeah. Media. That's a great way. So I'm part Thank of. Thank you. You're <laughs> um, So first, I'm with Level One Geek. I'm one of their cast members. We test out and play all sorts of different kinds of TTRPGs from indie developers to give them a kind of a, a highlight. And then I started my own podcast called The Lettuce In. Very punny. <laughs> I love it. It's so right? good. I love the pun. It's mm-hmm. so great. And so our first season ended uh, beginning of April, I think. And then we officially start season two on May 6th. We're actually doing a live stream of the world creation of Arium. And so if people are there oh. in chat talking about it, they can actually help build the world. So oh. chat will be involved. Cool. Um, other Some than live that, contributions. Yes. And that's what makes it that's what's going to make it so much fun. It's going to be chaotic <laughs> and it's going to be great. Um, but you can really find me anywhere under the name Onduin. 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 Uh, did you catch that, Nolan? That's how you say it. Yeah. You can do this. For, like, so right there at Onduin. <laughs> yeah. Like, Onduin. Yeah. But that's me. All right. Pagan. Oh, you can find me the usual places at Pagan Plays on Twitter and at Pagan underscore plays on Twitch and Instagram. Fantastic. And of course, I am Stark Evash on Twitter and Stark Evil Vash on every other platform you might find me. Um, and just wanted to say if you have any questions for Retro Replay, whether it regards membership or perks and other things like that, you can email members at retroreplayshow.com where you can pester Pagan because she's the <laughs> one that reads those emails. No way. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. it, it's Drew and me, but. Yeah. It's mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to pester, I got my retro. Oh, nice. Hey, you got there your you go. month back. It's about time, Pagan. If any of the visual, I know, if any of the visual, um, visual oh, yeah. and if the watch, visual. people watching on YouTube right now, um, you can see the replayer badge that was sent over to Andalin, uh, Erica that, for like being this. a member over 12 months. You can get Yay. this if you don't know, by the way. This is just a PSA for all of you members out there that have been with us for over 12 months. If you've been a paying member on YouTube for 12 months or more, please make sure that you fill out the form that is listed in the membership tab on Retro Replay Show uh, uh, YouTube. And then we can then get your information and send you one of those pins. If you have any questions about it, members at RetroReplayShow.com. I I like visual listeners. I'm going to use that from now on. Visual (laughs) listeners. I mean, that makes sense sometimes. I have podcasts on in the background sometimes, but I like to have them on YouTube. Me too. Mm -hmm. So our visual listeners, <laughs> so if you want to come on to the oh, Replayer Podcast or if you have questions for us here, you can send us an email at the replayerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I don't think we have anything else to plug. So that's it. That's it. That's game over, folks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, 
What is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.